says, love him like something from the oven. It's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force a friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey, and usually there, Heather would say, I'm Heather. Uh, she's not here. I'll explain in a second. I'm going to bring in our guest immediately. Uh, today, we have a very awesome guest. Uh, he is a comedian. I know him from UCB stuff. He has been a writer at uh, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he just recently left that job and is on to new things. I just realized we didn't clear that part. You're on to new things, right? I guess so. I mean, I, I suppose every day is a new day. So in that sense, yes, I'm Excellent. on to new things. Uh, it's Arthur Meyer. Thank you. I, yeah, it's good to see you. I was about to say something like, hey, it's me, Heather. But <laughs> I, I figure the the low, the lower voice would give it away. That I can, I can pitch you up and post if you want. That would be good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm very sorry that Heather cannot be here. I recognize this feels very much like a trap at this point. <laughs> uh, I promise there is usually a podcast. Okay. And we I'm, are doing a podcast. I'm just looking at a, a shelf full of alcohol right over there. <laughs> if you'd like any, let me know. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and then the basement. Uh, yes, I'm going to read you a couple quick texts I got from Heather. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first I received uh, about an hour ago says, on my way, do we need anything? And then F... I think the F was just a typo. Okay, yeah. Sometimes I do that with uh, just an individual. When you do that, do you usually say uh, ignore the letter H or something, or do you or do you just not say anything? I always address it. I go, it, you could ignore the letter P. <laughs> My go-to would be just minus F. I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrote nope, and then ten minutes later, uh-huh. I get. Um, my cell phone got knocked out of my hand and onto the subway tracks by a woman with, uh, she, I think she just typed a bunch of numbers here, uh, uh-huh. bags. <laughs> so now I'm stuck at the 34th street waiting for someone, maybe an hour until they can come get it off the track. Oh no. I'm on my laptop. Not sure what to do. Uh, I ran upstairs and then she just mashed the keyboard. Uh-huh. Uh, I asked her if she could see it. Uh, what, ha- what happens now? Uh, and then she suggested we go without her. Wow. Wait, so a couple couple things to bring up real quick. Mm-hmm, so first mm-hmm. of all, this presumably was at the 34th Street Herald, Herald Square station, right? I think that would be right, yeah. So that, to me, sounds like the, maybe one of the worst stations to, to lose your phone on the tracks because... Yes. I think that's the highest volume of rats I've ever seen at a subway station. Yeah. You know, that's like the rat-friendliest subway You're station I could think of. Absolutely right. I I hadn't made that connection, but there is always a rat there. Hey, guys. Heather here. Can confirm. Very ratty station. So if it were me, I would just say, you know, rats, you guys can have the phone. Uh, I didn't think about this when she texted me. Uh, I saw her just yesterday. She just got the brand new iphone oh she did <laughs> yep. oh my god like fresh out of the package and do you know she got insurance on it uh i don't know the that answer would, to that would be weird if you knew the answer that, to that would be very specific that would be a level of intimacy that no friendship has ever reached if i were you i would then question if heather ever did exist yes yeah. that, that would be a little too convenient <laughs> hey guys heather again i obviously have apple care you know me well enough to know that by this point uh, I know she has that iPhone upgradey plan thing. Oh, okay. So she was able to do it that way. <laughs> so, and then is the idea that they're going to rescue her phone for her? I think so. She said it's still visible. She can. Uh-huh. She has eyes on it. Okay, she uh, can see it. She can see it. And it's not like on the rail or anything I guess like not. That. I'm, that, ass- yeah. I'm assuming they don't stop the trains. Yeah. I feel like it would 
be dead by now if that were the case. Yeah. I guess that would also be just impressive for the phone to land on the rail anyway. I mean, that's just... Yeah. It's just interesting, you know, balance right there. If you hit the third rail with a phone, it wouldn't be grounded by anything, right? It would just... Yeah. I think it would just be sort of... I mean, it it would be impossible for your phone to land on it and balance, I think. Yeah, that would be pretty intense. Yeah. That would be like the same possibility of... Fabio being on a roller coaster and getting hit in the face with a bird. Right, yeah. right. Which did happen. Thank God we live in that universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So they're going to rescue the phone for her, probably. Yeah. Um, did the did the bag woman apologize? Oh, I do need follow-up on bag woman. Okay, if she cool. just kept walking, if she knows. I really want to know the answer to that. Yeah, she might not know. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut in some answers to some of these questions, I yeah. think. The bag lady did apologize to me. I did not really buy that she meant it. And then she just walked away as I stared into the abyss where my phone had just fallen. Uh, Yeah, maybe do like an epilogue or, you know. I think that's exactly what's going to have to happen here. (laughs) Uh, If I told her to text once she has things squared away, so I might be breaking in with some pressing news about phone phone gate. Yeah. Now, I've never met Heather. How tall is she? How tall is Heather? Uh, I'm 5'11". She's probably 5'7 or 8". Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm 5'3", but thank you so much, Ramsey. She's, uh, and I would say, I guess it would depend on how accurate that number of bags she sent me is. Mm -hmm. But I feel like she could could take somebody. Like, if it was a skinny person uh, (laughs) with just a couple bags, I'm... uh, yeah, uh, so I don't know. It must have been a lot of bags. Yeah. She may have been really distracted by whatever was on her phone in mm-hmm. her hand at that moment. I don't know. My heart goes out to her. I really hope she gets that phone back. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think a lot about what if what would I do in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going to have a, an escape plan depending yeah. on how this works out. <laughs> I'll, I'll know what to do. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh Usually, I would now be surprised by the album that you brought, but I actually already know. Oh, yeah, that's right, because I told you in the email. Uh, I still haven't listened to it on purpose. This will be my first time. Uh, You are bringing Super Tramp's Crime of the Century. Yes. Did I get that title right? That is absolutely correct. I remembered that I typed Crime Super Tramp into Spotify, but I wasn't positive that I got the other words. Yeah, Crime of the Century. Uh, How did you end up falling into this album i must have falling in love but i didn't want to put words into your no i i would say i fell in love with this album um so do do you guys you you usually do albums that people listen to in high school right yeah so this was so close to high school but it was technically college for me fine with me so i did taylor swift last week oh is that right Yeah. yeah um so i had been i was a freshman at boston university and about a month earlier, I auditioned for the student-run sketch comedy group, which still exists at the school called Slow Children at Play, which I think is probably a name that I think would maybe not <laughs> exist if the group were, were founded in 2019. That's, I imagine that's probably true. Uh, but I think they, you know, it's still around. They call them Slow Kids, and they're at Boston <laughs> University. And the group's been around for, I think, like 24 or 25 years wow, or something. that's a great run. Yeah, it really is. So... Uh, I auditioned my freshman year. I got into the group. And then about a month later, we had our first show uh, at Metcalf Hall, Boston University, which is one of those, you know, giant student auditoriums that holds like, you know, a couple thousand people, Oh wow! which is not in, in any way the ideal, uh, you know, venue for college sketch comedy. <laughs> 
uh, named ce- for Laurie Metcalf, I assume. Yes, of course. Yes, um, star Roseanne. Uh, yeah, the ceilings are are just really high, and uh, the, all the comedy kind of floats to the ceiling, so uh, nothing's really you know nothing yeah. nothing is funny. Uh, but we did our very, that was my first show in the group, um, and we were kind of opening for it was like a, a parents you know homecoming weekend thing where parents would come in and see their kids, and and uh, it was the debut of a lot of performance groups, so a lot of acapella groups were performing, and it was our job to kind of do a little skits to kind of introduce each group okay so we did that show and then we went back to the did did you say this is your freshman year this is my freshman year yep so then we went back to the apartment of uh my friends tom watson and andrew cleary who were juniors in the group at the time and uh we went to their apartment on the south campus of boston university and we were just sitting around and some someone one of them put on the album crime of the century and I was really taken by the song Bloody Well Right, which is the second song on the album. And have you ever heard that song before? Is it, So I have, when I hear that phrase, mm-hmm. I immediately think of, does it go right, right, your bloody well, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. I, I vaguely know that from like listening, my mom having like top 40 radio on. From, uh-huh. uh, and I also remember there being a Space Ghost reference to it <laughs> at some point in my uh formative years but i i don't know it super well yeah um so it's a it's a pretty fun song actually it's a weird and interesting song and i can't really think of another song that sounds like it so and there's this one part of the song which you'll hear in there but they he goes uh right and then you hear everyone in the background go right or they'll go (laughs) quite right like that oh i do remember that okay Yeah. yeah 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 um and that is really fun and i think that little tiny thing in the song kind of hooked me and it's a really fun thing to sing along to. And then I asked about the album, uh, and they one of them pulled out the record cover, and I thought it was really cool that they were playing music on a record yeah. player, which was not done very much in 2002. It was not cool back then. Yeah, kind of like it was cool for a really long time, and yep. then sometime in the 80s it stopped being cool. And then it started getting cool again, what, 10 years ago or something? That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, so then uh, I uh, decided to buy the album myself. I bought it on CD, and then over winter break uh, of that year, 2002, I really kind of listened to it a lot. And it was, I think, really the first album that I ever got into that was not a Beatles album. And mm. I, in high school, m- the, most of the music I listened to was just like Beatles music or jazz music. I was trying to, I, I was trying to really like jazz. And I, <laughs> the funny thing is now I really love jazz. But at the time, I think I was trying to be cool and like fit into a group of kids that for some reason in high school liked and listened to jazz music i didn't have those kids at my school uh-huh. but i did try to be cool and listen to jazz music <laughs> yeah. maybe starting something yes uh but yeah i don't think i there was a uh canadian jazz station that just faintly came in uh-huh. over the air where i lived and i would try my best to listen to that at night uh and i never got anywhere in terms of appreciation of it at the time yeah uh until much much later uh but i completely sympathize with this plight yeah it, it seemed like a sort of more adult music and, right. and therefore like my taste would be more refined and mature if i were able to appreciate <laughs> it again i really love jazz music now but at the time i was just really desperately trying to like it yep um which usually means you don't like something um <laughs> and then uh then yeah so then th- this was sort of the first like non-beatles album that i could remember really <laughs> getting into and that opened the door for me to a whole world of albums then i got really into albums um it, i think around the end of my freshman year of college and i've just loved albums ever since i uh how old 
Do you know the year that this one came out? Yes, this was uh, released in September of 1974. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I I really only know one Supertramp song. Well, now I know two, uh-huh. but uh, the Give a Little Bit. Oh, yeah. Is that this no, album? No, okay. that is... Um, I think that's on the album, even in the quietest moments, okay. I believe, which is, I think, 1977. So that was a few years later. This was Super Tramp's, Crime of the Century was Super Tramp's third album. And it was their first album to really be kind of commercially successful. And I think the, the group themselves said that the album was the peak of their communication with each other. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of the band's trajectory, uh, were they still around when you got into them? Were you able to ever see them? Did they reunite reunite or anything like that? That's a really good question. I, you know what the funny thing is? I haven't really followed up about that. I think I know that they... I think they kind of stopped making albums in the early or mid-80s. Okay. They were sort of one of those, like, you know, rock and roll casualties that kind of, you know, peaked in the 70s, then maybe tried a couple things in the 80s, but it just sort of sounded like garbage. Right. Uh, they, pr- I think they still maybe did play live shows for a while, but I don't think that they... I, I, I don't know if they're really, like, you know, the same Super Tramp that was around at that time. Right. Yeah. Is, is Super Tramp one of those where it's, like, basically one guy situation or do you do you think of them as as like the, a, a band a unit yeah I, you know it's funny i well first of all they have two lead singers so they have this guy roger hodson okay and then they have this guy rick davies and i feel like i oh no i'm thinking of the davies from the kinks yes you're okay. thinking of ray davies ray davies i think there's a law that every third person in england <laughs> has to be named davies I didn't really they're a british band uh they're so, a british band i did not know that yeah uh so and the, and they have two very different voices. So uh, Roger Hodson's voice is kind of I, I sort of think of him as like the whiner. He has this mm. kind of like whiny little kid voice. Do you know you may have heard the song "Dreamer" by Supertramp? It's sung by Roger Hodson, and he sort of goes, "Dreamer, you know you are a dreamer." I do know that. Okay, yep. yeah. Yep, so yep, that's yep. Roger Hodson. And okay. the other guy has more of a kind of throaty sort of Kermit the Frog kind of voice. And uh, he's the guy who sings Bloody Well Ray. He sings, um, what does he sing? Goodbye Stranger. That's okay. a Super Tramp song. Okay. I so think he, I got that. He's the guy who goes, it was early morning yesterday. I was up before the dawn. That guy. <laughs> um, so those are the two lead singers. And then I, I think their band was basically uh, formed by, uh, I, th- I could be totally wrong on this, but I think it was formed by like, a rich man who wanted to make a band and then oh. i think he had they had auditions and then they got, he liked rick davies and roger hodson and a couple other people but then a few of the other people were replaced by the band that became kind of the sort of standard super tramp lineup so it was like fox catcher but for music yeah exactly wow. yeah so it was it, I, I think it was one of those bands that doesn't really have an interesting story, which I always think is a really funny starting point for a band. Yeah. Most bands have some kind of interesting there story. Was some sort of inciting incident. Yeah. yeah. Rarely does a band just kind of form because they sort of like audition and, right. you know, someone wanted to form a band and they audition and then that's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of it. There's usually something yeah. more exciting. Not, not for super tramp though. Huh. And that kind of lays the groundwork for a lot of their music because, um, their music, while I do think that there is uh, a lot of passion behind their music, I also find it to be uh, pretty sentimental and also a little bit lame. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and that's also exactly what I love about the music too, um, because it also uh, is you know can have really catchy like pop hooks and 
you know, there are just times when you feel like you want to be sort of overly sentimental. Sure. And, uh, you know, a lot of their lyrics, when you'll hear some of the lyrics on this album, sound like, you know, a high school sophomore just sort of postulating, just kind of, you know, pondering the mysteries of the universe. And, right. You know, that type of stuff of like, you know, I wonder if God's, you know, I, I don't think he's like this big man <laughs> with beard up in the sky. You know, like almost that level. Yeah. Um, that a lot of people probably would not take them seriously. I mean, but I take them very seriously. I, I feel like that's going to be right at home on this show where Heather often brings, uh, you know, emo or punk where it is literally high school kids yeah. who are b- b- complaining about the girls at high school or that sort of thing. Like this, this, that feels right. Yeah. For this. Sometimes those, sometimes that best expresses uh, the human condition. Sometimes, sometimes that's, that's a lot better to me than, some Bob Dylan, you know, poetry <laughs> lyrics that I don't really really understand. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I'm glad that you brought up the lameness of them. Yes, which I am not accusing them of, as I only know a couple songs. <laughs> but my first exposure to Supertramp, where I remember hearing that band name, was uh, there was a Gap commercial where Neil Young did a cover of "Give a Little Bit." Really? Yeah. Wow. It's, I it's pretty good. I bet it's on YouTube. Uh, and I remember Conan O'Brien playing a little bit of it on his show uh-huh. and then complaining that it was Neil Young playing Super Tramp of all people. <laughs> and so my first introduction to Super Tramp was, oh, this is somebody Neil Young should not be playing. Yes. Uh, but I liked that song. I ended up hopping on early uh, Napster and grabbing that song as a result of it. Yeah, that is a really, uh, that that's kind of their, that's a song that fits very well into just about any romantic comedy movie. Oh, yeah. They, the Super Tramp has kind of enough songs that everybody has probably heard Super Tramp at some point, whether it's Goodbye Stranger, Take the Long Way Home, Dreamer, Give a Little Bit. Um, those, those are kind of their big ones. There's also the Logical song. Oh, that's them. That's them. Okay. I do um, know that one, too. I know that, more than I thought. Yeah, All right, great. That's one that's sung by the whiner, you know, Rick uh, Roger Hodson. I'm going to make a guess here based only on your impression. Yeah. That, uh, like, I can hear the, All right. Here we go. Is that Roger in at the beginning of the Give a Little Bit? Oh, that's a good question. I haven't... It's been a while since I've heard that song, so I can't remember, but that if it sounds like a... I think it's more wine than like a five-year-old complaining that you know he didn't get enough Pez or something. (laughs) That would be Roger Hodgson. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna stick with Roger. We'll we'll see if I'm right. Because I know Roger does sing. Give a little bit. Give a little bit of my love for you. Yeah, that's it. Okay. That did match the impression that you gave me. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably Roger. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Such a great British name, too, Roger Hodson. I I can't imagine an American person being named Roger Hodson. It is. You know, it sounds particularly British. It's something about the combination of consonants on top of each other like that, that you just just don't get over here. Yeah, exactly. Roger Hodson. (laughs) Ringo Starr just popped in, I think. (laughs) Oh, Roger Hodson. Um, I am going to give a very quick Heather update. Yes. They got her phone. They got her phone. All right. Uh, now I have to break it so they can replace it. I cannot use this rat phone. Whoa. <laughs> yep. uh, so this all jives with what we're hearing here, that 
34th Street is not the place to drop your phone. Wow, wait, so her phone is still usable. But still usable. She doesn't want to touch it because probably a lot of rat shit has existed in the same spot where her phone landed. And if I had thought this through just a little bit more, I probably shouldn't have announced that she's going to purposely <laughs> break her phone <laughs> to defraud AT&T of a new iPhone. I really hope they're listening to this. I mean, yeah, yeah that would be great. <laughs> Give us a review on iTunes, yeah. AT&T, please. <laughs> Hey, Heather here from my new iPhone. I don't feel bad at all about this. At this point is when I would ask to see the album art. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to ask myself to show myself the album art now. Okay. I'm looking at it. Uh, I really like the... uh, Look at it too. Use of the constellations to make up the Super Tramp font, I Mm -hmm. guess I'll say. Um, Basically, I'm looking at a star field. And then in the middle of nowhere, just some bars and some arms uh, kind of hanging onto those bars, like almost like a really shiny grate in the middle of space. Yes. They're, yes, they're, and by the way, this is a quintessential Super Tramp album cover. Their album covers are ridiculous. They're very silly. Have you ever seen the album cover for Breakfast in America? Uh, I don't think I have. I'll pull it up right now. Every Everybody listening to this should pull up right now, do a Google image search for breakfast in america that, I that love actually that album title yes i love it too and this is probably my favorite album cover of all time oh oh okay so this is a diner waitress who is posing like the statue of liberty and um outside of an airplane window yes and she is holding a menu and then in her right hand where the statue of liberty's arm uh usually is holding the torch she is holding uh, a little saucer with a, a glass of orange juice on it yeah like a classic glass coke uh a coke glass of yes. orange juice yes uh if that's fresh squeeze that's that's a lot of money it is right a there. lot of money yeah, at least <laughs> at least 5.95 yeah no question and then yeah behind her is new york city made up entirely of uh entirely of uh you know breakfast utensils and dishes and you know. hey sorry about that <laughs> uh the audio stopped recording for about meh. A minute or two. And that's the first time this has ever happened on the show? Uh, we have lost an entire episode once. Oh, no. And then also a very strange uh, technical thing where I set my computer down on the laptop case uh-huh. and the magnet made it go to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but <laughs> that one would, like that one felt like my fault. Yeah, yeah. This one was just completely random. Just an error message. Disk too slow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, we were just about to talk about... Uh, the contents of these albums reflecting the covers or not reflecting the covers. At oh all. yes. Yeah. I would say that I would say that the crime of the century, the album uh, cover art does kind of reflect the music uh, sort of more in an abstract way. Uh, but it does. Uh, there does, there are kind of on crime of the century. Hey, you guessed it. It stopped recording again. You didn't miss much. Let's get back into it. I swear there's more music. I believe you. I believe you. Ooh, what's this? (laughs) Hey, it's Roger. Yeah, the Roger. (laughs) Very good. The golden room. I can instantly hear, like now that I know the logic song is them. Logical? Logical Logical song, yeah. It 100% comes through now. Yep. 
I'm not an expert on this band I'm about to mention, but I'm getting kind of Jethro Tully vibes here. I'm also not an expert on Jethro Tull. My dad was a fan. Yeah, but I could see that being the case. It might just be kind of the slow start we're getting here. Yeah. Supertramp fits very neatly into the prog rock genre. Mm. I, I think they're probably considered like one of the quintessential prog rock bands. Oh, here we go. Ready? Now we're having some fun. <laughs> don't, I don't be know. out too late. Don't let it get too dark. There was just a child screaming. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Nervous. And, uh, yeah, actually, that, that's the weird thing is I, I remember listening to this album. I got really into this album over winter break my freshman year of college during a time when I remember I was feeling a lot of general anxiety mm. and I couldn't really figure out why. So when I listen to this album now, I almost always feel anxious, but I still love the album. It's a really weird thing. Like this music uh, does not really put me at ease. I wouldn't yeah. say it quite stresses me out, but it's not, it's, it's sort of, it almost makes me, it, have, it feels like the same feeling that I used to have when I would be homesick watching The Price is Right or something. It's like, yeah, it's fine, but I don't feel great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yet I love the album. I don't know why. It must be because I listen to it at the impressionable age of 18. <laughs> there is there is something really ominous. Like even this fake drum brush. <laughs> yeah. Uh, has kind of like a Nightmare on Elm Street-y feel to it. Yes, this is definitely them being a little bit melodramatic. Yeah, something's going to happen. You could it, tell something's about to happen. Yeah. What's that? Oh, ooh, a little galloping drum do we have here? Welcome. Arthur is definitely playing the piano along. It's one of those where, like, they're definitely very skilled musicians. Yes. Uh,. I, I don't know if that gives any more credence to the fact that they were assembled or not. Like, do you know if they knew each other before this rich guy? I don't think they did. Okay. I don't know if any of them knew each other. There's a chance that Rick and Roger knew each other. I should have researched that a little no, bit. No, no, that's fine. Um, I'm very curious about that. I mean, they're definitely... You listen to this music, and it was definitely made by white people <laughs> yes right yes there there are no non-white people involved in the making of this music this is tight butthole music <laughs> this is music made by people who demand order and they demand you know it's cleanliness i bet they would get kind of annoyed if like oh this is good don't do this and don't do that what are we gonna do Those feels like those feel like lyrics of by somebody who hasn't been in school for a very long time. Yes. Oh man, I bet they I bet they would get annoyed if, if someone's like accidentally ashed their cigarette and it didn't land in the <laughs> ashtray. But I bet without ever having seen a photo of them, they had a manicured look that was meant to exude uh kind of cool like hippie sort of vibes you're absolutely right a, a very carefully cultivated chill vibe right kind of look well they all had long hair 
probably a lot of facial hair. Yeah, some beards. Yep. I enjoyed that song. Oh, sorry. So sorry, school. I talked over the big finish. <laughs> Not too big of a finish. <laughs> oh, so this is the end of school, right? This is the end. This of is school. the end of school. School is out, and now bloody well right begins. This is the best song on the album, in my opinion. I just have like the vaguest. Ooh. I love that organ sound. Isn't that great? Completely dead now. <laughs> Could you turn it up in my headphones oh, a little absolutely. bit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just think that organ sounds genuinely cool and fun. Yeah. I do a little bit of music stuff, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to get that organ sound without buying that organ, basically. Oh, really? You can kind of synthesize it, but it's just, it's not quite the same. Yeah. And yet you can easily replicate the, uh, oh, that's great. This tightly arranged horn section. Again, another band I have very little knowledge of, but I'm getting Steely Dan vibes? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I don't think they were quite as tight butthole as Steely Dan, but their their buttholes were pretty tight. They Steely Dan was like super precision. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, Steely Dan would rehearse stuff in the studio. They would play stuff hundreds of times so that the the band could so they could actually play the song perfectly and then they wanted the band to play one step past perfect (laughs) wow whatever that means yeah okay so here's here's Rick Kermit the frog voice oh I know this voice I guess it's hard not to agree wow this is a drastically different feel than that last song yeah and it's a different feel from the beginning of this this song yes yeah Usually I complain when a... Uh, oh, wait a sec. Oh, yep. Great part is kind of right here. here. Right, right, there it is. Right, there it is. Wow. And then they only do it one more time in the song. Right with the, the chorus Quite. of English bobbies. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I haven't heard this in a very long time, but... You recognize it? 100%. Yeah. I'm right back in the backseat of my mom's car. Now that's that chorus there with the jangling piano and you know like I just love that. Yeah. That, that is just fun. Yeah, this this that fun is the right word. That school song was not fun. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Which is maybe is why it was called school. <laughs> I don't know, kids. I think school can be pretty cool. <laughs> Have you ever thought about Shakespeare being a lot like rap? Here it comes. Ready for it? I am ready. You can hear the mustaches on this quite right, guys. You bloody well right. I didn't really hear the Kermit thing until right. Yeah, yeah. right. One hundred percent. 
Uh, I am famously, famously, uh, on this show, uh, I am made fun of over and over again for loving wings unapologetically. Ooh, man. I, I'm with you right there, Ramsey. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> I like this song. Yes, me too. This is some Admiral Halsey, uh, Uncle Albert stuff. Absolutely. It is very British sound. Yeah. And it's also, yeah, it's just really... I don't know. I, I I just find myself really enjoying it. That that saxophone is great. I remember this song. So I used to work at a bookstore in Brooklyn called Book Court. Were oh, you ever sure. there? Yeah. yeah. So I worked with this. R.I.P. Yeah. All right. Closed a couple years ago. I worked with this dude named Chris Hughes who was from Texas, and he used to do. Uh, he used to be in some bands. He played music himself. He was very serious about music, um, and he still is, and he loves music. Mm. And one night I went over to his house, and we smoked some weed, and we were going to play some music that we each liked for each other. So he put on some music that was made by, like, singer-songwriters and stuff, like, stuff where it was y- usually, like, one musician playing, like, very intimate personal music. Um, and it was all really good, all the music he played. And then I put on Bloody Well Right for him. And he's just sitting there listening to it. And he just goes, man, what the fuck is this? Are you fucking serious, man? You like this shit? Oh. And, I would go, and I go, I think this is a great song. He goes, what the fuck is this song? Oh. It's just... Dude from Texas just shitting on Super. He had clearly never heard their music yeah. before. And I think he just thought that this was just a complete joke. I mean, that is Aww. so so funny to me. But that's part of what I love about them. And I love that about that Wings sound that you hear in, like, mm-hmm. Silly Love Songs. Oh, yeah. Steely Dan, I love them. Like, there's such a sincerity to these bands. And that's a lot of times, sincerity is not really that cool. Um, right. So... But who cares if something is cool? You just got to you got to embrace the earnest sincerity of it. Yeah. I, I think that's what I respect most in an artist. Sorry, stuffy. Uh, in An artist was the word I was trying to say there. Where, uh, like, throw it out there. If, yeah. Who cares? If, if people, if you come up with something really stupid, at least you gave it your all while yep. you're doing it. And I know that's not super insightful, but doesn't have to be. What's this one called? This is called... Um, I asked you that as I looked at the answer. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. Hide in your shell, right? Hide yeah. in your shell. <laughs> Felt like it suddenly turned into a quiz. I apologize. Oh, no. I, I actually I like the challenge. <laughs> uh, can I talk about your newsletter here? Oh, or, yeah, please. No, no. I, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to need your help on the name. Uh-huh. So it's called the Donald P. McMahon Project. Uh, I just recently joined this thing, uh, and basically it's, you have one of your subscribers, uh, will write about an album that means a lot to them, uh, and there's all kinds of other fun little jokes, jokes and top ten lists and stuff like that along with it. Uh, and it's so much fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a weekly email. So oh yeah, that's yeah. important to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I always forget to mention that part. But yeah, I, each week a different member of the project chooses either their favorite album of all time, or yeah, or just an album that really means a lot to them. They write about what they love about it, how they got into it, whatever they want. It could be one sentence long or ten pages, anything. And uh, I write a little introduction about how I know that person. 
and then uh, yeah, and then people can share whatever thoughts they have about music at all. So we're we've, this has been going on for eight and a half years. Wow. So we are currently in week four hundred and thirty-five. <laughs> We have 470 people on the project, so it's kind of maybe seems like it might be winding down. But if anyone out there wants to join the project, keep it going. Uh, please just email me, and I will add you to the project. Uh, has how consistently do you get new people now? Is it is it sort of slowing down? It's kind of slowing down a little bit. I, we just added about five new people in the last month, but I would say on average now it's like maybe one new person every month. How do you how do you feel about that? Like, do you want it to continue into infinity, or are you ready for it to kind of? I want it to go on for however long it's kind of meant to go on for. So as long as people keep joining, I'll, I'll I'm more than happy to keep doing it. Um, That's a really good answer. Yeah, I, I think it'd be kind of fun to like cap it off at maybe like ten years or something. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't know if I've ever done anything in my life that's lasted ten years. That's a lot. Yeah, especially weekly. Yeah, it's impressive. It's really fun though. I I started the project as a way to get into music that other people love as a way to try to find new music that I love. I'm like, well, if anyone, if someone's passionate about this, you know, about a certain album, that means that I could be passionate about it too. Right. But what the project kind of turned into for me was it's uh, sort of became more about the people or maybe as much about the people as the music. Just, I love reading people's write-ups, why they love the album, what they have to say about it. Some of the write-ups are really funny and ridiculous most are most are pretty sincere yeah um and most are there are a lot that are really insightful some that have really you know like made me cry and um some that are as someone did a couple of them have actually just been one sentence long my friend stacy antoville wrote on uh, a ghost is born by wilco her whole write-up was i love this album because i love this album Wow. Uh, but then like Questlove is in the project and he cho- he chose a Marvin Gaye album and he's obsessed with Marvin Gaye. So he wrote uh, probably like seven or eight pages wow. about the album, which that is a, a very interesting album. That was Marvin Gaye's like divorce album. I think all the money he made from that was alimony payment. Uh, and the whole album was about his separation from his wife. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm new to the project, uh, yeah. but I've really... I've really enjoyed it. Oh, that's awesome. Everything I've seen so far, it's it's been uh, it's very diverse. Like week to week, it's all kinds of different music. Yeah. Uh, even in the short time that I've been getting them. Uh, but just reading people's personal connections to these albums I would have never otherwise touched is uh, such a great motivator to actually listen to something different. Even if I don't know the person, it's like, well, I... I want to see that. Let's let's give that a listen. Yeah, it's it's really great and it's expanded my musical horizons uh, quite a bit. As has the show. Uh, it's been a really fun thing. Oh, to, that's so awesome! Yeah, I'm so happy to be in it. I'm really happy that you're in it. Now, do you know yet which album you're gonna pick? Uh, I have a couple that I've been thinking about. Yeah, uh, but I, I'm pretty sure I've landed on one. Uh, and I know this isn't a disqualifier. But it feels like one that it's not on Spotify. It's not uh-huh. easily found. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think I'm still going to go with it. Are you Are you allowed to say it, or do you want? Oh, to if you're okay secret? with me saying it, of course. Yeah. Um, it's a band I have. I talked about a couple times on this show. Um, and it's actually kind of one of those bands where it's one guy, but it's uh, a, a guy by the name of the Incredible Moses Leroy. Oh wow! Uh, never heard of. Uh, never heard of that. It's kind of poppy. Uh, he was mostly around in the late 90s early 2000s um and now he kind of just does music for commercials huh uh but i I have a story that i'll be writing up about uh reaching out to him 
on the internet uh, and having him sign a record of mine uh, where he was just the nicest man in the world. But I'll, I'll save some part of that. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to write it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, this is probably their most melodramatic song on the album. Do you remember the name of it? This is called Asylum. You get another point. That's some Elton Johnny piano there. Yeah, oh yeah, really. I never thought about that. Oh, I could just feel my anxiety when I listen to this music. Oh, I, I am not feeling that yet. Yeah. Is it because you know what's coming? No, it's or? just, I, I just remember listening to this again when I was very anxious, and this just brings back those oh, memories. Wow. I do love it, though. This is very pretty. Yeah. So this is about a guy going crazy, and he's scared that he's going crazy. Don't arrange to have me sent to no asylum. Oh, wow. I'm just as sane as anyone. It's just a game I play for fun. For fun. <laughs> so good. I told him. And there's only eight songs on this album, too. I was, when I was just pulling up that name, I was surprised that I could see the bottom of the album here. Yeah. Apparently, they wrote over 40 songs for the album, and then they just narrowed it down to wow. these eight. And then I think they used a few of the other songs for some of their future albums. You said that this was their third album? Their third album. But their big breakthrough? Yeah, this was their commercial breakthrough. How much? Do you know how much longer they went after this? I think they went until... I kind of asked you this already, I'm realizing. Yeah, but I, I think... That's a good question. I want to say 1982 was maybe their last album, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up right now. I know that they had... Um, Breakfast in America was 1979, which was their most commercially successful album. Oh, okay. No, really take a sailboat ride. He is very likely to I love that oh, I was not expecting that run of lyrics <laughs> Yeah Alright Will he feel good inside? He is very likely to <laughs> And will he tell you he is alive? Yeah, he is He's always trying to But nothing No, no, nothing Does he say Has He this, doesn't say Oh, wow Has this been third person the whole time? Or was he speaking as... Was it Johnny? Oh, that's a good question. I think it goes from first person to third person. Okay. Yeah. We no, no, it is third person the whole time. And now, see, you hear uh, the other voice. That is that is first person. There. Okay, so apparently Supertramp had albums in. They had okay. After Crime of the Century, they had this is one of my all-time favorite album names. And 1975, uh, Crisis. What Crisis? <laughs> And then they had Even in the Quietest Moments, Breakfast in America, Famous Last Words. And then I guess they had four more albums after that. Oh, wow. Um, which I did not really know about. But it might be one of those things where it's like, yeah, like I think at that point Roger Hodson had left the band. One of those things where like, you know, I think Led Zeppelin did that. You know, they, yeah. the band continues, but like it's not the same lineup. Right. Oh man, I haven't listened to any of these Super Tramp albums from the '80s, but I'll, I'll, I'll bet you they're all pretty bad. <laughs> I, I would have guessed, again, only knowing a couple songs of theirs, especially that logical song. I would have put them like 
solidly mid 80s yeah uh so i was surprised to hear you say like as deep into the 70s as they were yeah um i feel like they really thrived in the 70s that makes sense like hearing hearing the full picture it feels way more 70s yeah how long would you say it's been oh wow that really opened up yeah now they got some like chorus sound kind of stuff oh yeah yeah full orchestra brought in here We're in the big studio of Abbey Road now. How long has it been since you listened to this full album, would you say? That's a good question. Pro- probably a couple years. I probably listened to it on, on vinyl a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good album for a record player. You know, some albums just kind of sound like they were meant to be listened to on a record yeah. player. Yeah. Oh, I love the, the effects on that vocal. Yeah. You know I nearly missed my train. <laughs> it's such a British lyric. Yeah. You know I nearly missed my train. <laughs> it's so British. Very like John Lennony quality to that voice yes. too. I think Supertramp is one of those bands that kind of like the Beatles like passed the baton off to like other band like other people who couldn't run quite as fast as you know like it's like, like lesser athletes. Supertramp to me is like a lesser Beatles. I could see that. Uh, like with respect. Oh yeah, That's yeah. By the way, I should say everything I'm saying about Supertramp, including calling them lame, is all an extension of the type, like the the breadth of the love I have for them. I really do love this band. I I 100 understand. It. Yeah, like, Wings is lame, and I love Wings. Yeah, because they're lame. I, I don't think there's any reason to think that. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. A lot of screaming on this album. Well, it's generally yeah. a kiss of death on the emo albums we do for me. Yeah. <laughs> when somebody screams out of nowhere, but I'm okay with it in this context. <laughs> I think I think this is him going crazy here. <laughs> Arthur is fully conducting now. <laughs> uh <laughs> he really scrunched in to get yeah, tiny yeah, on that little piano, tiny little piano. To illustrate how yeah. small the sound got. I think bad music has just as much of a place in music as good music, mm. and I kind of think you could get about as much out of it as good music too. Maybe not as much, but a lot for it's, sure. It's like that uh, saying that a lot of people say, but I associate it with the Joker <laughs> of like you need to know without evil there is no good kind yeah. of thing. What? A, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Feels like you'd see it on a Hot Topic t-shirt. But anyway, you need the bad music in order to have the good music. Mm -hmm. Oh. So this is Dreamer. I think if you had, like, uh, just played this for me, I would have 100% told you this was The Who. It does have a kind of, yeah, it sounds sort of like that Roger Daltrey kind of. Uh, Is it Roger? No. I I don't know. It does have a Who sound to it. Yeah, I'm... Basing that off of like the that one sort of suite that's on the Rushmore soundtrack. The oh yeah, you are forgiven. Yep. Oh, this is great. <laughs> it's real bouncy. Just fun. I've absolutely heard this before, but I I don't know where. It feels like this has been in a trailer or something. Yeah, it sounds like a song that was made for trailers. Probably that Walter Mitty movie or something. Yes. That's so perfect. 
today, a year, a life it is. I, I feel like you need both of these guys to have Super Tramp. Yes, 100%. They, they definitely balance one another. They do. Do we agree that Super Tramp is a stupid name for a band, though? That's a good question. <laughs> yes. On the one hand, yes. On the other hand, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. On the other hand, yeah. Yeah. The, the, on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it sounds like I accept it as a band name because I've heard it many times. Yeah. But the second you try to dissect it, I really hate it. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Super Tramp? Is it? It feels like a Mad Magazine thing of like a hobo Superman. Yeah. Yes, that does sound like some yeah, like a parody. Or, yeah, Man Magazine parody. Or like the Steely Dan, like, I'm a tramp, and then I'm going to keep... I'm, I've perfected my trampiness so much that I'm going beyond a perfect tramp. Yes, I'm a super I'm tramp. A super tramp. <laughs> this is built for movie montage, this yes. song. Take a life, take a dreamer. Dream, 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 dream. Uh, I wish you had two mics. <laughs> Rotated back and forth between your dreams. Oh, this part's just pure fun right here. Ready? Here we go. Hey, get in here, uh, the one who's not Roger. I forgot your name. Rick? Get in here, Rick. Yeah. Ah. Don't you want to just drive in your car with the windows rolled down just, just a little bit? Not all the way, but a little bit so you get a nice crack in the window and a slight <laughs> restrained breathe. Yep, it would, it would bust my hair too much. It would yes. my richly cultivated look. Exactly. And you want to drive defensively so that you don't get, you don't get <laughs> you any get car distracted. crashes. Yeah. Would you call this jammy or is it too precise to... Be jam. I think it's a little too precise to be considered like, yeah, like jam band music. But they, sometimes they do definitely jam, but it's always just carefully orchestrated jamming. It's yeah. th- this is seatbelt rock. Yes, yes. You're gonna safely arrive yes. at the end of it. Yes, exactly. And on time. Yeah. Do you know? I have a theory because you're a Wings fan. I have a theory that I there's a moment in Paul's career when I could pinpoint exactly where he becomes like fully lame he always kind of had a lame side Absolutely. in the beatles yep but in the song jet mm. which is a great song yep uh it's a really rocking song but then at the very end of the song you kind of hear the saxophone <laughs> and it just it, it's it's the sound of a so- of a car driving 20 miles per hour and safely pulling over to the side of the road it goes <laughs> Uh, it's, I, a, it's the sound of a, of a married couple getting home and going to bed, changing privately from their clothes into their pajamas <laughs> and sleeping. Uh, yeah, they don't say anything in bed. They just give each other a little nod. A little nod. Yep, exactly. Flip over. I had never thought about the ending of that song before in that way, but will only picture like a minivan doing a backing backing into a, a parking spot yes yeah from now on yeah 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 you're absolutely right some some music just sounds like a car parking you know 
And then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the song Bluebird comes in next, which is uh, yeah. not great, no. but it's still good. It's still good. It's a good song. Uh, and then everything after that album kind of is on the decline for at least Wings. Oh, wait, here, listen to this. Well, it's not as though he's fat. Nah, there's more to it than that. I just love that lyric. There's some... Oh, that those weird zappy synth noises. I thought it was like proto uh, record scratching for a second. Yeah. But, nope, just a synth. Yep. But, <laughs> what is this one called? It's called Rudy. So I think it's... I think I think America's it's the tale of someone named Rudy. This is before football, Rudy. Yes, this is the original, the original <laughs> Rudy. This is a weird thing, but I always like when there's a word in a song where I can say like, "Oh, that's." That's not often in music. <laughs> and recently. That's is... true. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. You yeah. really never hear recently in any song. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels like one that should be ubiquitous. Yeah. That's, that gets used a lot in conversation. Yeah. It's just too many syllables, it's, it's, I think. Yeah. It's a way more of a conversational word. Yeah. See, this might be an unpopular opinion. I feel like. On Dreamer, mm-hmm. we already had the perfect orchestral swell. Yeah. That it feels unearned on Rudy. Yep. I respect that opinion. Yeah, Rudy is, is not my favorite song on the album. If this were vinyl, we're, we're solidly on the B side at this point, right? Yeah, we are. In fact, the whole second half of the album to me is not as good as the first half, but I was just reading about this album, and apparently the last song on this album, the uh, you know eponymous... Uh, crime of the century did i use eponymous correctly i think you did okay that is the, that was the band's favorite song oh interesting um it might be my least favorite song but oh. I, it's i'd be curious to have your listeners decide for themselves uh what are these is this train yeah announcements? yep train announcements and a very melodramatic move once again by super tramp yeah oh you know super tramp did you ever read that book i think into the wild maybe uh, I owned that book. Does that count? Uh, I never read it. I think owning counts as reading. Okay, good. Yeah. good. Um, I've read so many yeah, books. Yeah, I've read then. so many books. So good. I've, re- I've read Infinite Jest three times. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you've bought it three times? That's correct. <laughs> really? Yeah. You, you bought that book three times? Yeah, because whenever I'm done with a book, I'm like, I'm not going to read this, and I'll put it on like Amazon. Or, yeah. And then a year later, I'll be like, I should really read Infinite Jest. Do you ever buy the book from yourself? I have not bought the book for myself. <laughs> I should just invest in myself. I should hide it somewhere. Yeah. So then I'll find it. <laughs> I've, I've accepted I'll never read it from the jump. Uh, into the wild. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I, I mean, I've struggled with the idea of whether I should read Infinite Jest too. It's I'd like, like to. yeah, maybe when I retire. Oh god, yeah. but you really need like a couple of years, right? Yeah. At my rate. Yeah. So I think Into the Wild has a, it's it's a, a non-fictional story about a guy who goes hiking and then gets lost in the woods and tries to survive and i think maybe eventually dies but i think th- i think he goes by a nickname alex super tramp oh yeah it doesn't save him yeah it does not yeah super think, tramp couldn't save him i think he might have eaten something poisonous i yeah. could be wrong about that 
I get his story confused with Grizzly Man. Yeah. Super tra- This album would be a really funny album to, to die to. <laughs> Do you ever think about like, what albums would be good or bad to die to? I haven't, but that's a really good question. Yeah. Or, or another fun thing is thinking about, like, imagine if you're just being tortured for, like, hours on end. Yep. Like, I think about that a lot on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, what music would be... Is there even any music that you could tolerate under those conditions? I, as an experiment, this is so specific and so stupid. Uh-huh. I don't know if you'll remember this very specific thing. Uh, Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish did a commercial for the Bacon Tender Crisp Chicken Ranch on for Burger King. Oh, wow. It's I a limited that. time sandwich. Yeah, I like that. It was that. to the tune of the Big Rock Candy Mountain. And I found a, uh, I think it was a two-minute version of this song. And I played it for an hour as I was driving just to see if I would go insane, basically. <laughs> this was in, like my freshman year of college. I was driving to see my girlfriend. And I was like, let's see if I can do this. Good for you. How, do, how was it? Uh, I know all the words still. Yeah. But beyond that, it was just, I like parked my car and I was like, well, that was real stupid. I guess I'll talk about this for the next 20 years. That's great. Any, <laughs> any stupid thing can always be talked about. Yep. So that's the thing I did. Yeah. Wow. That is great. But that would have been horrible to die to. Yeah. If I got in a car accident and somebody just saw that that little repeat icon on my iPod. Yeah. That would have been very embarrassing. The closest thing I've done to that is at a bar at the jukebox. I I played the song The Heat Is On like eight times in a row. Or at at my friend uh, Nate's wedding, I played YMCA. I I was DJing the wedding. and I think I played that five times in a row. But that wasn't it. I only chose to play it twice in a row. Everyone else called for it three more times. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. That song is very fun. I, I would I wouldn't mind getting tortured to that song. Yeah, that's not a bad song. Yeah, and I think even with the worst song, uh, you you would find things to like about it. So you would like look forward to yes that moment of down with the sickness where it's just drums or whatever it is. Yeah. Is this still Rudy or no? This is now called if everyone was listening. It's very close to the name of our show. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> So this is a good song. This is about how we're all kind of actors in a play. And mm. and the whole song is basically just a big like acting metaphor. The actors and jesters are here. The stage is abundantly clear like But it's it's you know, it, it seems like something that like a high school freshman could come up with, but I love it so much. I, I imagine that uh, Supertramp is probably the most famous Britons to come up with that sentiment, right? I think so. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, was get that, in your clarinet oh, or oboes? Yeah. I was wondering if that was an accordion. Oh, what do you think? Here it comes again. No, no, you're. I think you're right. It, I, it yeah. is clarinet that, or oboe. That's a that's a when I'm sixty four cent. Yes, one hundred percent. I, uh, I, own, I do own an accordion. Oh, you do? It's somewhere in this apartment. Uh, so it's not dissimilar. And there's actually a clarinet setting on my accordion. Oh, interesting. That would, would get you pretty close to that. Oh, wow. So he just sang, Who will be the last clown to bring the house down? I'm imagining sweeping up a spotlight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that classic clown bit. I think that's what they want you to imagine. Yeah. yeah. See, this album is it closes on two kind of slow songs. 
I, I don't really know of any albums that have closed with like two slow yeah. songs in a row. Was this is a very specific vinyl question? Did Dreamer open side? Yes. Two? Yep. Great, great side two track yeah. one. You yeah. Know. Uh, I haven't heard Crime of the Century yet, but I'm going to say highlight of side two. <laughs> Who are the props in your play? Who? What, uh... Did you lead off your newsletter? Were you the first album? No, the newsletter is organized alphabetically by last letter of the last name of the person choosing the album. So you, your yours would be the letter S. Right. E-S-S. Um, and I was R. So I think at that point I was the, like, 77th person. Got it. My album was, um... Blueberry Boat by the Fiery Furnaces. Oh, have you ever listened to them? I have listened to yeah. them. Is that is that the Grandma album or no? That's rehearsing my choir, okay. which came a couple years. Came like two, I think a year after Blueberry Boat. I think I think Blueberry Boat was the one I really enjoyed. That yeah, Tropical Icy Land on that one. No, that's um, I think that one's just called EP. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Blueberry Boat has probably one of their biggest songs is My Dog Was Lost But Now He's Found yeah, yeah. yeah. okay got it um, that album's just a whole bunch of fun yeah new sounds at every turn and they'll pack like seven songs into one song so much going on yeah there. yeah it's if you have the patience to dissect that album it's it will reward you did you ever hear their cover of Norwegian Wood mm-hmm. yeah. yeah As as a Beatles fan yes I really like that that one took me some time to appreciate, actually, because I was so just wanting the original. Yeah. And then took some time to see it for what it was. Yeah. Okay, so this is our final song on the album. Is there a specific crime that's being referenced here? That's a good question. I don't think I've listened closely enough to the lyrics to know. Probably about getting dumped <laughs> yeah <laughs> i actually don't think it is only because i think so, w- one thing i like about super tramp i don't think they have a ton of love songs mm. i could be wrong about that this is this album to me is very philosophical it's very it's very much about concepts um and ideas and like uh you know isolation and uh authenticity honesty Abuse of power. Hmm. More mask talk, which kind of ties into that last song. Yes. But that's not right. Oh no, what's the story? Look, there's you and there's me. I think I kind of lost track of the names, but this feels like a Rick heavy album. I the, think actually. The, which one was the Kermity one? Yeah, yeah, this is a Rick song. Okay. I think it's actually pretty even. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm more of a Roger guy, so maybe it just feels that way to me. That's funny. I think I'm more of a Rick guy, but I, I think I might like Roger's songwriting better, but Rick's vo- voice better. Mm-hmm. But I do sometimes vacillate <laughs> between the two. I haven't put the time in. I'm going just on gut. Yeah.
can't tell if this feels uh, like this feels like a very uh, a song that or a, a sound that got ripped off a lot. Yes, I, I wonder if Supertramp created this that's, sound. That's what I was trying to yeah. get at. Yeah, like if they're just riding the wave or if yeah. they're at the forefront. They never felt boldly innovative, mm. it, but. I like I don't really know what their contribution to like music kind of is. That's sort of the interesting thing about them is like I don't I have trouble even kind of describing like who they are and what they did. Right. It would be really interesting to talk to like a super tramp super fan, you know? Yeah. Because I bet there are people out there who love them. I mean, they were huge. Yeah. It, like Breakfast in America was the number one album in the country. Wow. Had they already kind of. But was this like had they become international at this point? I don't think so. I think this was kind of this sort of got them to that mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Similar to your awful albums to die or or good albums to die to. Uh-huh. Uh I think a lot about like when I hear a song that I absolutely hate, I'll just suddenly remember this is somebody's favorite song. Yeah. And that's kind of important to remember it is it really is there's always someone out there who any song can be loved i think Mm -hmm. and any song is an indication of what music can technically do yeah oh yeah i guess i guess this song i guess this can happen that's what i think when i walk down the street in new york city and you just you're walking past all these people and you're just like oh yeah i guess a person could look like that i guess a person (laughs) could look like that yeah i think that with music too i'm like oh yeah i guess this could be a song I guess a song could technically sound like that and, and include the word recently. <laughs> I suppose this would be pleasing to someone. Yeah. 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 That is hearing your uh, your Texan friend's reaction to uh, Bloody Well Right. <laughs> like, I will say that it is something that we don't quite do on this show, where I will maybe threaten to beat up uh, <laughs> at the drive-in. <laughs> for their crimes against me but uh i would never begrudge someone for liking it but have you ever listened to an album on this show where you're just like this you know what this sucks yeah really uh i've never been so dismissive yeah i think it's always couched in i do not like yes yeah this is bad for me that's true there's a big difference between i don't like this and this sucks yeah uh, this sucks is making an objective statement about right. like there's no why why would anyone appreciate this music? And I I uh, over the course of this show have sort of nailed down like there there's some big no nos for me like if you're gonna <laughs> start screaming out of nowhere or really loud feedback it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, but now were you able to handle the super tramp screaming on the those album? were enthusiastic yeah. and <laughs> the song I felt earned those when they they kind of built to those big ideas. Uh, I love a good fade out on vinyl. I love that. Yes. And then right about here, you'd get like a. Yeah. Yeah. It's very satisfying. I love that sound. Uh, oops. We're into a new. Oh yeah. So now we're on breakfast in America. America. Take a look at my girlfriend. Oh, she's the only one I've got. That's super tramp breakfast in America. I didn't know that was the name of that song. Yeah. I'm learning so much about super. Yeah. They have a surprising number of hits. It's they're They're interesting group. I'm going to try and introduce you to something real quick. Please. That is related to this. I'm typing. Here we go. 
That's the YouTube app opening. Please don't have a... Well, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> you know this. Uh, apparently, that ad for The Gap that Neil Young did is not on the internet, at least not readily accessible. Oh, no. I'll see if I can track it down. I'll okay, put it cool. into the episode notes and send you a link. Oh, I really want to hear it. Uh, so it's been a, a couple of years since you've heard that album. Like, how does mm-hmm. it still hold? Does it still hold up for you? Yes, it holds up exactly the same. Um, it's enjoyable to listen to. It's uh, pretty far from like my favorite album of all time. I think I would put it in my top 100, at least for the nostalgia factor. Um, and the music still kind of makes me feel like I'm having a sick day at home a hmm. little bit, but I still love it. And uh, it's nice and easy to listen to. It's just, you know, it's kind of funny. You don't have to take it too seriously. And it's a good album with, with like, I, I think very good music. Yeah, I would agree with all that. And even the moments, for lack of a better term, where it does get more difficult to listen to, yeah, uh, they still aren't aggressive moments like they're still uh like you said that sort of seat uh seatbelt analogy where yeah. you, you still trust that we're gonna get back to somewhere that it's gonna be okay exactly yeah uh, Su- yeah super Tramp will never take you on too wild of a ride yeah you're it's not an acid trip it's no. it's maybe just a uh, maybe somebody it, popped out and said boo for a second <laughs> that's the worst you're gonna encounter it's a it's someone taking one toke of a of a joint and you know saying i'm i'm, I'm good it's <laughs> you if if i have too much it makes me paranoid and self-critical so i'm okay exactly yeah uh I know I've already asked you about the name. I have one more question about yes. the name. Do you picture Tramp as in hobo or Tramp as in like a trampy lady? Oh, that's a good question. You know, that can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I kind of was, I don't even think I've ever thought about that before. I don't think I ever pictured one or the other. Okay. I think I just heard, I've just heard, you know, super Tramp. You know, I just think, Music. oh yeah, super Tramp. Like I have never even separated the two words. Right. And yeah, especially on that breakfast in America, it's like huge and just very clearly no space in between. It is one word, super tramp. Yes. Knowing them, I would say that they would, that they would not have gone for the, you know, a trampy, you know, lady or Mm -hmm. something. It doesn't seem like super tramps aesthetic. Okay. I could maybe see them doing something, you know, some kind of hobo tramp thing that's, you know, maybe they would give some kind of commentary on homelessness in America and, and capitalism or something, uh, or in England perhaps. But I don't. I think maybe they maybe they just heard they're just like let's just call ourselves Super Tramp. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, let's put those two words together. Or maybe it's like a trample kind of thing. Oh yeah, I don't know. That could work. Yeah, uh, it didn't strike me until you just said that. There's very little uh, female energy on this at all like you've got rudy you've got john you've got oh yeah that's true. Uh, and like you said not a ton of love songs which is not to say that you could only love a woman but you understand what i'm saying yes i do yeah, yeah. There, there is no yeah it, it is it to me it does have the sound of just a bunch of dudes in the mm-hmm. 70s kind of hanging out and uh you know, having fun with each other, but not really. Yeah. They, they, they don't really seem to get into romance too much on this, right. which I, I actually really like that about this album. Yeah. Uh, I think there's so many songs and albums about love. You don't need another one. Right. You know, they say that people have had too much of silly love songs. Yeah. <laughs> I say what's wrong with that. <laughs> I'd like to know. 
Uh, Arthur, thank you so much for bringing this album. Thank you, Ramsey. This was a lot of fun. I never would have listened to this on my own, and this was a lot of fun. I do know that you never would have listened oh, to it. Good, yeah. Good. Yeah. Thank you for answering that question for me. <laughs> uh, is there anything you'd like to plug or anywhere we can find you online? I don't think so. I mean, I guess I'm on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff, but I don't really, you know, know if I even like those things. So, um, <laughs> sure. Uh, if you do a YouTube search for Arthur Meyer, you know, Jimmy Fallon, you might find me in some sketches there. And, uh, you know, I hope you, if you watch them, I hope you enjoy them. I'm going to plug the weirdest thing. Yes. Uh, well, maybe not the weirdest thing I could plug, but uh, maybe like a year ago, I think it was on your Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, you posted a video at, uh, where you played E.T.'s Dentist. <laughs> yes, this is a video made by John Haskell. And I think about that character i won't say what it is at the end that this character does uh-huh. uh he makes a move and then gets chided for it yeah uh, i think about it all the time for some reason it oh really wow stuck in my head oh that's great I'll, i'm i'm talking to john tomorrow so I'll oh, tell excellent. Him that. please yeah. do um oh and you know what if you're a fan of the show high maintenance you could see me on there I've, i was uh fully naked on that show so <laughs> if anyone out there wants to see my actual penis testicles and ass Watch High Maintenance on HBO. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and if people want to join your newsletter. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Just email me my first and last name and the number 13. So ArthurMeyer13 at gmail.com. And I will add you to the newsletter. And I will give you all the information that you need to know about it. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please give us a review on iTunes. We super appreciate that. You can find all our stuff at ifyourelistening.com. Uh, the Twitter's there. The Instagram's there. The cool Spotify playlists are there. Uh, all the fun stuff. Hey, Heather's phone is good. Uh, thoughts and prayers to Heather and her rat phone. Uh, that's it. Bye. Bye.